Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Cantori Show, now on Patreon. <laughs> and we certainly encourage people to sign up, subscribe, with memberships starting at just $3 a month. Three bucks. That's the price of my, I'm looking right here at my venti dark roast with no room for cream. Two eighty-five. You asked for no room for cream. You yeah, specifically say that. Yeah, because then <laughs> they so fill funny. it to the top, and then I add my own cream at home. Oh my gosh! But they fill it too high. They That's why I high. like it. Oh, because no, if you say high. with room for cream, it ends up being like half, half a cup. cup. I know. It drives me nuts. So, thank you for supporting us on Patreon, and we do need to thank our Gold Circle before we uh, begin today's episode. So I can list the people that I know. Why don't you do that? Okay, my friend Natalie, our okay. friend Natalie, who's really awesome and cool. Uh, our friend Veronica. 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 Uh, Mariposa Ice Cream. Nick Deuce. Nick Deuce that Nick keeps Deuce. a noose. Yep. Forrest Henderson. Yep. We also have David Cannon. Yes. And uh, a gentleman, it just broke my heart this morning. Maybe it didn't break it, it melted it, should I say. Uh, Troy, who our kids played Little League together, and they're no longer in the league anymore, but uh, he we, we stayed close as families. Aww. And Troy was a big supporter of my radio career, and uh, Troy Cobald, he's also in our, our gold circle. He yep. pledged $25 a month, and Troy, I can't thank you enough. Thank you, Troy. On behalf of Merrill and my family, you're the raddest. All right, let's do it. And Leighton. Leighton, Leighton worthy. Yep, he's worthy of us. Leighton is worthy of our attention. Yes. And if we left you out, there was Linda in Oceanside. Yeah, Linda of Oceanside. We'll make sure that we mention you next time, I promise. Yes. You know we love you, and we really do. All right, let's do the show. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it down. Shut it all down. Shut down is right. Everything shut down. Not us. This show is open for business. And we're here for you. This is show business. Show business. And the show must go on. So without further ado, it's showtime. Hey, everybody. Look at us. We're up. We're running. It's the Cantori Show. And uh, Meryl is here, finally. Yay, seven feet apart. I've missed you. I've missed you too. And it's been weird because I've been trying to keep it going. I had my wife on yesterday, my friend Jonathan Wayne Freeman. But obviously, uh, the the magic is never the same. <laughs> and it's so great to have you here in my backyard. Yes, we ha we're distanced. You you did try to give me a pinky shake. I, I tried to like like put our pinkies out so we it wouldn't touch, but it would at least be like a foot apart. I tried to move our pinkies somewhat close. And I refused. Yeah. I shot you down. You did shoot me down. And then you had the gall to uh, ask to use our restroom. <laughs> I'm a pro at this though. I can use the restroom without sitting okay. on anything. You know. And I believe you, yeah. which is why I said go for it. Right. But my wife said specifically, she's like, Meryl's coming over? <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. And she's like, she's not going to use the restroom. Is she? No, 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 Just wait, wait. disinfect. Hold on a second. She said, I got to clean because she's going to use the restroom. And I said, she's never going to use the restroom. Of course, that's the first thing I had to do. During this time, and it's the first thing that you did. Yes. So I appreciate you hovering. Thank you so and, much. And uh, coming over. And I thought we would start, I don't know if this is going to work, mm -hmm. but I thought we would start with a phone call. Ooh. Because I got a phone call from a longtime listener of ours, 
and I, I, I stopped him and said, you know what, dude? I don't want to talk to you right now. Let me wait until Meryl gets oh, here. Oh, good. And we'll call you together, and I'll see if this works. Okay, okay, good. I miss everyone so much. Joining us on the line right now, it's Chef Eves. Chef Eves. This makes me Hello, so happy. Guys. And uh, yeah. Chef Eves is a... Long-time listener, and what I'm going to do here is I'm going to I'm going to hand my headpiece over to Meryl, and she's going to talk to you first, and then I'm going to talk to you. Okay, okay? but I want the ear that you have okay. it, that you don't have in your ear. That's really disgusting. You won't touch me, but you'll shove your earpiece in my ear. Oh, that's a good point, huh? <laughs> I didn't think Should yeah. we do that or not? That's a good point. That's the one I didn't have in my okay. ear. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if that one works, though. Oh, let's see. Maybe we just might have to. I could ask him questions through you. Okay. Why yeah, don't yeah. we do that? Okay. The first, right. the most important uh, things I want to know, how is his Basset puppy, Buddy? How is your Basset doing? Buddy is growing long. He's growing long. He's growing yeah, long. Oh, are you kidding? No, nah, we'll have, we'll have to uh, feed uh, Make a date, I guess, to meet Buddy again. But he's doing—he's doing good. He's, uh, he says he he's wants. Basset, you know? I feel like a I'm a translator. Piece. I know this is really funny. I know. Chef Eves <laughs> is saying that he wants to arrange a play date, but obviously now wouldn't be the time. Okay, when the, the yes. minute we open back up, yes. I am down with that. Uh, Chef, did you have any questions for Merrill? Well, how are you guys doing? I mean, I, I'm sorry I uh, missed uh, the last day you were on air, and you got a little crazy at the shop. Yeah. We're still pretty busy. We're still pretty busy. You're lot right. Of, uh, phone, phone call order and so on. But I'm fortunate that I'm still in business, you know? Yeah, I'm so um, glad he's still in business, Merrill. I was going to ask. Okay. And, and he's saying basically he was sorry that he wasn't able to say goodbye to us when we were on the radio. And he's just wondering how you're doing. Oh, that's so sweet. I'm I'm doing well. I miss everyone, of course. Uh, it was the weirdest time for us to end ever. Our last day was literally Friday the 13th on the rainy pandemic day. So I miss everyone. But I'm happy to hear that he's still in business. So is it takeout only? Like yeah, how are you doing business and- right now, Chef? We're doing we're doing takeout. Uh, you know, people call in, and we prep we prep the order. We put it on the table outside, or we let people come in one at a time or two at a time in the shop. Gotcha. And, uh, that's that's how we are. And we still have those uh, dinner on Friday night, and uh, I'm trying to do some more uh, things to go, uh, savory uh, savory items to go uh, for people to come and uh, pick it up. On the, that's have, amazing. Uh, make it easier for them but uh we're 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 fortunate we're very fortunate and do you guys here's a question well first of all what's the name of the operation again for people who are looking for pastries and bread right now and sweets that's that's an important those are important categories it's the french oven bakery in script french okay and my question is do you do are you making uh sourdough bread there or any form Mm. of sourdough bread yes we do sourdough bread and um like, uh, I mean, bear in mind that I have a very, very small operation, and I try to make as much as possible. Of course. But it, it goes very fast. I bet uh, it goes like fast. We, we did 20, 25 sourdough and uh, about 50 baguettes or 60 baguettes, and uh, it's pretty much all gone already. Wow. Uh, our, our dinners were on Fridays, and uh, they've been sold out in a half hour. Uh, so... So he's been selling out like crazy, really? Meryl. Yep, just moving yeah, bread like you wouldn't believe. Because that's what I found two loaves of sourdough at my local Vons, and I was hoarding yeah. them like toilet paper. Yeah. They're in the freezer right now. And Ooh. if we run out, 
I'm serious. I'm yeah. calling. No, the sourdoughs in the t- in the freezer, I know, not but the, the toilet but paper. Eating, no, but eating like a frozen sourdough just <laughs> seems weird to me. Hey, it's desperate times. Oh. Well, Chef, we yeah. appreciate you checking in. You know we love you. Did he say his hours? Uh, thank yeah. you. I love you guys too, and I really, really uh, miss you guys hearing you on the on the radio when I'm in my car. You know, yeah, and, we uh, miss being on the radio. But I'll tell you, sign up for that Patreon, or we're giving it away for free right now during these times. So. We're doing our best okay. to emulate and do our radio show online, and you could download it right to your phone, plug it in, and you would never know we were off the air in theory. Just know that I'm a, I'm a, I'm a friend for, for, for life, okay? We appreciate that, and we're friends for life as well. Yep. Did he say his hours? Yeah, and what were your uh, hours, Meryl wanted to know? Uh, the hours are from uh, 7 to 3. 7 to 3. Uh, okay, cool. I'll be there. 6.58. Wednesday through, but uh, Wednesday through uh, Saturday on seven to two on Sunday. But when you see the light, if it's before seven, come in. I'm there. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chef. Stay in touch and uh, try to find us online and check out the show. Okay. Bye bye. Okay. I'm good. And uh, come by anytime. Sounds like a plan. And there he goes. Au revoir. Au revoir. I love him so much. He is the greatest. And we'll work out the situation where you can actually talk to people yeah. when they're on. And I know I, I didn't think of it. You know, I wouldn't give you the pinky shake, but here I am passing my <laughs> headphone, my air bud to you so you could talk to the chef. But once we figure it out, we can call people. And we've hit 50 patrons. Yes. Patreons, whatever. So we can have a party. And I'm thinking maybe we have like a croissant party. That would be awesome. You and I don't really drink. I think you we know, can have a... You know what's funny, though, is I recently boosted that number up. You did? I changed it. What do you mean? It's no longer 50. I, I changed the goal for the big party okay. to 100.7 patrons. Oh, my gosh. I love that. You like that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I was that's hoping funny. you caught that. <laughs> yeah, so we that. still have a ways to go, and we certainly <laughs> encourage people to sign up. But I think it's a good idea that we're giving it away for free right now, right? Yeah, I agree. That point seven is going to be it's gonna be like a seven-year-old or something. My daughter will sign yeah. up. She's right across from us Hi. right now. She just did one of her virtual classes where her class will all get on like a Zoom meeting. Oh, yeah. And the teacher will hold class and, uh, you know, all the kids are in there and they're talking and whatnot. And I heard overheard my daughter telling her class what we're doing here. Yeah. Which is pretty cool. I saw a funny video of your mom and your wife, Heather, uh, bouncing up and down on the trampoline while Lucy was sleeping somewhere. Oh, that's like, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She, she was bouncing and Lucy was sleeping. Yeah, she was like in a little hammock or a swing chair as my wife was trying to do some aerobics on our trampoline. Yeah. That's where our kids are basically getting all their exercises on that trampoline that's right in front of us here. I've been taking my dog on walks, but... I'm not getting. I'm not getting the necessary exercise. I'm used to surfing three, four times a week. That's been shut down. Yeah. If I wasn't surfing, I'd go to the Y. What I need is like a treadmill or an elliptical oh, machine. Yeah. Yep. I would love one of those in my house. I just don't have the money right now for. Do you feel like you're becoming lethargic and just blobby? No, I've I've already blobby to begin with, but I'm becoming less blobby because I make it a point every day to go for at least a 45 or hour long walk. Yeah, you look good. Thank you. I feel good. I feel weird. Like I still I just feel lethargic. I just I'm not used to being so Sedentary? It was, yeah. You know, what's the word I'm looking for? Sedentary, I, yeah. I guess. I don't... Could you go for a walk around I your do, neighborhood? I do, but or... even that's not cutting it is really? my point. Yeah. yeah. That's why it's like I am moving, but I still... I'm used to moving about yeah. the community. And when I go into the community, 
I am riddled with uh, with fear too. It sucks. You know what place I've really been enjoying, and I don't want to like blow it up and have have it ruined. But um, I've been finding people are doing a really good job of social distancing by Seaport Village, and like you know where you you drive into Seaport Village yeah, and park, yeah. and then you and I've been finding that, that hasn't been shut down. No, yet. it hasn't been shut down, and people. It's not like Mission the Boardwalk or anything like that where everyone's in clumps because it's already a ghost town. Yeah, it already is. Yeah, <laughs> We're totally. Not Seaport Village. Who no, goes there? but it's beautiful, and it's like I saw seals on my walk and. Like, I've been really having that as my everyday thing where I feel like I'm getting out. I can smell the ocean or the bay or whatever is sure. in there. And I just love it. And I feel like it's not, people are really doing a good job of distancing. And I feel like every day I've been doing that. And that's been lifting my spirits. Oh, how cool. And I really feel like San Diego is a probably the best place that we could all be quarantined in. I, it has This experience has really, really made me appreciate even more just how beautiful it is here. Yeah, I agree with that. Although the, the surfing shutdown has yeah. had a pretty profound effect on me. I don't, I get why, but I also think it sucks because for a variety of reasons, because not only do you get tremendous mental health benefits from surfing. So for me, it's like having therapy shut down overnight. Yeah. It's not like I can Skype in a surf session or Zoom, you know, a surf meeting or whatever, a a board meeting. But, um, you know, I would get, you know, especially when it comes to my anxiety or getting stuck in my head. It's a place where I was able to kind of let go and get out of my head. But then on top of that, the benefits I would get from the actual ocean and and the salt water itself, Mm -hmm. I miss that for a variety of reasons because I do feel like it would cleanse me. I felt like all the garbage would, all my fears, anxieties, anger, whatever, would just wash off of me. And then I would also feel these crazy effects from the ocean water. And, you know, I've heard things that, the ocean water actually helps with your lung capacity. I think so too. And breathing that salt water yeah. and consu- yep. even consuming salt water while you're surfing is good for you. Opens up your I lungs and your air passages. And I wish they didn't shut that part down. And that's what I'm saying because I feel, especially when surfers already practice the six foot distance, no one hangs on top of each other. Right. We don't want to be left alone when we're surfing. I told you that story where I tried talking to a guy and he yelled at me. That's right. He said, what did he say? Leave me alone. Yeah, he's like, could you just leave me alone? <laughs> and I was like, you're right, dude. My bad. So um, that being said, I do worry like, okay, if I do get this, I don't feel like I'm in my best physical shape to I really know. fight it. Because I'm not surfing. I'm not going to the gym. And uh, I'm eating. And I'm, you know what I'm doing wrong? To, I'm actually, dr- you mentioned drinking earlier. Uh-huh. I've had like two nights this week where I've got a buzz. I can't really. Re- the last time I can't remember the last time I've got like a, a serious buzz twice in one week. Yeah, and that's something that I wish the government or whoever the World Health Organization. I wish there was also the same way we're mandated to stay inside. I wish as a nation we were mandated to like boost our immunity as a whole to be like everyone needs to be on vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin A. I wish in the country our message was more that as well because it's like okay seniors are at risk everyone's at risk but like they don't help us understand how to make ourselves like a little bit more strong against this virus i completely agree are you uh doing any like are you eating out at all uh not really. This is like I, I this has me scared to the fact where now I'm doing my like lemon water and celery juice. And I feel like I'm 
normally I would be like the person inside stuffing my face and getting, you know, all the quarantine snacks on. But this situation has scared me to the point where like I really do need to boost myself. And I also it made me realize that the schedule that we were in with our show was, was so unhealthy. I wasn't yeah. getting any sleep. You and I always had like sore glands. You're and right. just so so felt this, run down. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like this time I'm not eating bad as badly as usual. And I'm really like I really need to do stuff to boost my immunity. And I think that that's all it's all we can do right now the thing that i get tripped out on is like for example i really am trying to support i even did a little one of my goofy videos going to ponce's and you know i've got friends who have restaurants in town who are running takeout and delivery and stuff and i think it's great and i want to support these places but then i think of all the social distancing stuff and if i'm weirded out going into a supermarket and keeping distance. And there's like chefs touching it and the takeout person and then the, yeah, there's a whole lot of stuff, yeah. Especially when you hear that this virus has a tendency to attach itself to surfaces. I know. I'm like, is this the most responsible thing? I want to support these restaurants and that feels like the responsible thing to do. But then at the same time, Am I being irresponsible by handling items that have been touched by people who I I don't know what the chef at Ponce is, you know? Exactly. And I think a lot of these workers are now having to, it's like, I, you should admit if you are sick, but I think a lot of people probably do feel something or don't know if they have something and right. they're not coming clean because they need to earn money. Of not course. everyone could be, if you do are found positive, then you have to be like stuck inside for 14 days. So I could see how a lot of workers wouldn't tell the truth if they are feeling ill and then they go to work. And then it's You're like, right. I, could, I understand where people are coming from with that. Makes me even think of something you said on the air once when it came to sick time at work. You're like, <laughs> I, I go to work when sick. Yeah. I use sick time for vacation. I used to, yeah. Yes, exactly. And that's true. Of yeah, yeah. Tons and I always, and tons of people. This would be different. This would be a of situation. Course. Yeah. I heard a one one story that a girl was talking about where she was a college student in London flying back to the states, and they asked as they were about to fly home, they asked everyone in her group, um, you know, like like can you would you guys go get tested? Are you feeling any symptoms? And she said that actually she did feel like she was coming down with something. So she told the truth, and in, and no one else told the truth. So basically, what happened was she got to go to New York and got tested, and everyone else had to get quarantined in, in London for like fourteen days. So it just goes to show she told the truth, and it ended up working out for her. Right. Where all these other people were like, no, 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 we're fine, we don't feel anything, and exactly. they ended up having to be quarantined in London for fourteen days. So it's just important to like. Tell the truth. Yeah, my dog's eating, chewing on a cup. Let me get that. Oh my gosh, she's so cute. You actually have a little movie movie review prepared for us? Yes. Now I know this time is actually good for people that are big movie fans because they could just sit and watch. And I, we all know, I'm not one of those. Yes. If you listen to the show, Meryl knows dork about '80s movies, and today, a classic by the name of "What About Bob." What about Bob? Yay! All right, hold on. Let's play your theme. Aww. Am I turning you on? Who is the Gophers out? In a world where Meryl missed the most iconic 80s movies of the past. Are you telling me you built a time machine? What a DeLorean? One man, Chris Canturi, would assign her to watch one legendary classic 80s movie a week. Bueller. Rated R for Rad. Welcome to Meryl's Movie Review. Okay, I missed that. Yep, look at that. 
And we're back. Okay, so we all know the usually the only Bill Murray movie that I liked has been Stripes. Correct. And I find Bill Murray, it's like, yes, he's funny and silly and he has curly hair, but not everyone needs to be like obsessed with him the way that we all are. <laughs> but I had heard from people, like, if you don't understand Bill Murray until you see What About Bob, and people would think, okay, I've had anxiety before. I know that kind of crazy, that cray-cray world. So they thought, you know, this would be a good movie for sure. me. So I watched it, and I have some thoughts on it. Now, you've okay. seen it before, too, right? Interestingly enough though i have seen it but i have not seen it since i have uh been diagnosed it came out when i didn't know i had a problem it's uh, like if a movie came out about an alcoholic and you were an alcoholic but didn't know it at the yeah, time yeah now that i know i'm an alcoholic which i'm not but if i knowing that i have this disorder now watching it would be different than when i saw it the first time when i was in not necessarily denial i just didn't know right and this is honestly you and i are very similar in that way because as we watched it jack kept on pointing to me saying like this is so you this is so you and so there's a, so basically bill murray is a mental patient and he goes to, and his his psychologist and psychiatrist no one will see him anymore because he's too crazy and he gets referred out to this great psychiatrist who's richard dreyfus yeah and and uh, Richard Dreyfus has a new book out, and he takes on Bill Murray thinking, okay, he can help me promote the book. But instead, Bill Murray becomes like the nightmare patient and basically right. follows him on vacation. And uh, my there's the the thought of all this is that he has like really bad germophobia and OCD and all that kind of stuff. And there was a scene where he was on like the at the lake the dock of the lake and he was like so afraid of just falling in and that's where Jack was like this is so you where there's like <laughs> a surface that's like like one foot high and you're afraid of everything and like you can't touch anything yeah so I'm really not a germaphobe but more like afraid of new things and afraid of like like Disney I can't go on any rides and the thought of him going jet skiing that time or on a boat was like his lips were turning numb and I could totally relate to that part yeah and that's the thing with me where I remember seeing it the first time and saying to myself well I, I guess it could be worse yeah yeah and now I wonder watching it if I would say to myself wow that's me but the more you're reminding me of it, I'm not that extreme. No. And the other part about the movie that drew, I think it's a very cute and funny movie. I really like the part where uh, the the message in Richard Dreyfuss's book is all about like getting out into the world and taking baby steps. And yes. Bill Murray's always like, that. He, you know, everything he does that. now is like baby steps, baby steps. And that's when I had anxiety and, you know, could really, I had I had it in college really bad. And I remember my, I had to be picked up from college and then my, I was home for a couple of weeks. And then when I came back, it was like getting out into the world. How old were you at that point? Twenty three was when I had my first bad panic attack. Me too. Yeah, and the I had exact to even take. Age. I don't like people don't even know this, but I really like genuinely had like a nervous breakdown when I was at Belly Up, and I had to take a few weeks off as well because no, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, I like I I just it's always I could always tell when it's about to happen because it's like it, it, it the same pattern is like I work and work and work so hard, and then I become like almost obsessed with like um like productivity and just doing really well and then that. it starts to become become a thing and then you just like break like you mentally kind yeah. of go cuckoo so and i think that's why this season's different for me with what we're going through because i don't have that for the first time yeah me me, me neither and it's a beautiful thing but i can certainly relate to that space profoundly yeah me too definitely me too and, and coming back to college and coming back to the belly up when i had to take a few weeks off it felt like baby steps were like i remember someone just asking me can you staple this together and like yeah. just stapling something seemed like a big deal so i get it i totally uh, know that that feeling or just social interaction as a whole oh is a big yeah deal. And yeah that's why that stapler thing would be a challenging thing because it involves social interaction right and uh, yeah, that's interesting because I was the exact same age, and I think that's there's something to be said for that. Where I think 
I remember when I first went into, because uh, I was going into forever, like seeing cardiologists because I was having chest pain. Yes, and we both have mitral valve prolapse, you yes. and I together too, You're which right. is like, it goes, it's the chicken and the egg thing where like it anxiety is. is a symptom, but it also Correct. is caused by that. And, Correct. Yeah. So I would go to all these cardiologists, and at the end of the day, I remember I had this one car- cardiologist at La Jolla who said to me, dude, you need to go see a shrink. Yeah. That's what you need to do is you need to see a psychiatrist. And I was so pissed off at him and offended. And then I went to see the psychiatrist and explain these reactions I was having at your at that 23 age. And he's like, dude, this is classic textbook anxiety. Mm-hmm. And he said, and this is the age where people start really showing yes. symptoms yeah. at 23 years old. Yep. And that's why for me, when I look back, it's like, dang, I've seen how it's how it's progressed over the years, but I've also I've also watched how I've been able to have a a stranglehold or actually get control of it too. When I start spiraling, I know where it's going to go and I know I'll be okay on the other side. Yes, and I think that's what... Does that make sense? It definitely does. And I think that's what turns people from anxiety to like panic disorder is that they get worried about is it going to happen at the movies is it going and you become right. afraid of it but and instead I've had that I've had the panic disorder Yeah me too And now I've I've been able to eliminate that but it does rear its head because I think panic disorder is attached to OCD Yeah and I had a major OCD meltdown as it relates to the coronavirus and I've been talking about it like when I had my wife on I talked about yeah over the weekend I had kind of a meltdown I've mentioned it a couple of times but you know now that you're here it's a little bit it, it falls more within our our dialogue, and, and I'll elaborate a little more, if that makes sense. And um, it was all based on what we're talking about, where I got it in my head that I was going to get this, mm-hmm. and not only was I going to get it, it was going to take me down. Right. And I was convinced. And why? And I had a million reasons why. My immunity system, you know, because of the stress from my job, my, immune assist- my immunity system's down. Uh, because of stress over finances, immunity systems down. Um, I've smoked, you know, smoker, right? A pack a day. It seems to be also 35. hitting men, men more hitting for men some more. reason. Yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, pre-diabetic. Yeah, I mean, I'm going through all this stuff in my head, turning fifty in a couple of weeks, and it really started messing with me. For oh, here comes my daughter. Yes, you got on. Oh, beautiful. Awesome. My daughter's learning how to zoom. Yeah. On her own with her homies. And now we can go back to the real talk. <laughs> no, but I got stuck in my head and it just became this gnarly OCD spiral yes. where I started going into extreme panic where my life is like, snap out of it. Right. And then you start to have the symptoms of, I know you and I both talked about before, about like hyperventilating yes. and just being short of breath. And then that turns it in. But to me, the anecdote, the antidote has always been uh, like taking care of yourself and it really comes down to like the simple like drinking enough water and staying hydrated and going on exercise like it's just those little building blocks that I think has always helped me yeah and then I see though the stuff that's going on in um in New York though and I get really that's tripping me out yeah oh and every time and I think also too our nervous system I've really tried to be mindful about not scrolling on Facebook because even just like people that are my friends it's like you'll go on and you'll feel safe for a second and then you click on like right like everyone dies 10 minutes you know and then you like oh my gosh but yep. the thing that I'm trying to remember or trying to just you know remember is that this also happened with the swine flu also like in a I don't know if this makes people feel better or worse but people are constantly dying of car accidents tuberculosis and True. so cancer th- yeah that's not to scare people it's just to like it, it to bring some peace of mind that I don't think I don't think you are or I am going to, to have it or get it or even if we do we will get through it I really believe that but I also think too there's like a certain element of just believing that like there is a higher force at play whether and and have you noticed it is making people 
You just have to have faith. In- but it's interesting. I'm noticing people who have had zero faith or have been proud atheists over time are suddenly getting a little bit more spiritual yeah. and talking about higher powers and things out of their control. Honestly, yes. And I think I've noticed that. Yes. And like I, I'm not calling out it out as religion. I don't want to. I don't want to go there because that could be polarizing. But certainly. The spirituality of what's going, it just seems like people are getting more spiritual. Absolutely. During this time. The part that's, that has given me the most anxiety that I'm working on is not like the virus itself, because I just, I really have like a strong faith in my own immunity and everything like that. But it's, it's more, it's almost like the weird conspiracy, but the government, like I'm worried that we're all going to have to be mandatorily vaccinated. Who knows what's in those vaccines? I'm right. also worried about okay, like let's get into that in martial law and all no, this no, kind no, of no, stuff. No, 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 no. I want to talk totally. about yep. that. One thing I wanted to say, though, before we get to there, or that. Oh, and I have to finish What About Bob, too, really quick. Oh, okay. I have to give my score. <laughs> Dang, dude, that's right. <laughs> that's so funny. I was going to say something, and I just lost the thought as it related to this subject. Well, maybe to finish up What yeah, About Bob, and then we'll th- okay, and then you Bob. can think about it. Okay, yeah. so so the movie, uh, I'm... The movie is so weird in the way that Richard Dreyfus, the the psychiatrist family, is almost too accepting of Bob to me. Like they just they do let in. It's preposterous, of course, because right. like they let in this crazy person who now just like lives with them and they take him on. It's also weird to me because they let Bill Murray's character just like sleep in in the same room as their little yeah. son and stuff. So it's almost like it's do a we movie. view him as yeah? I know, and then he stunted the mentally, 80s. but it's just kind of weird to me. So I like it overall, and out of a ten. I think my score would be 8.1. That's great. Yeah, I think that's, that's good. Fair. And and I It's like, actually higher than I thought. I thought you were going to give it like a 6.8 or a 7.4. Okay. Oh, that's, that's a I good that's a good one. Um the fun fact is that people have told me that Richard Dreyfuss and Bill Murray did not get along I've for heard real that. and that I think made the movie better because you could tell that they were like for real adversarial <laughs> and I like that. And then I also thought um I love when you could tell during dinner scenes and stuff that they were really the family was cracking each other up. And so right. I love when I could see the difference of like real smiles. And I think that's what Bill Murray's magic is. And I think that's what I saw in Stripes, too. Like those moments where he's tickling someone and he really does laugh for real. I think like that's what makes me like him. Right. It's not the like, everyone look at me. It's like the real. Like, when he's vulnerable. And for real funny. Yeah. yeah. The same as like Chevy and the Chase. It's like, down. yeah, you see these people that are very funny in real life. And I, I like that better than like the weird kind of. A character version of them and so many of those guys you, you mentioned chevy chase or you, you know as, even as it relates to bill murray or dreyfus that was a time where you know stars really were they were stars yeah like steve martin all exactly. those yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely and ego was a real real thing yes and i don't think even as it relates to these times that ego is uh i think people are realizing right now in the midst of this pandemic that ego really means nothing i know and even celebrities are getting shut down a ton by instead of people saying wow look at your mansions people are social media is like we don't want to see that and and people are really saying instead of singing imagine and showing your mansion like donate money and i think there's more responsibility on celebrities than ever before i took a shot like i'm not afraid of taking shots right now and i took a shot at a youtuber here in town his name's tanner fox is it that boy that young handsome young young kid yeah he's a scooter kid oh yeah you saw him at some place or something yeah i I knew he worked with my friends at the scooter farm when he was like four years old he's you know but now he's got a youtube channel with millions of subscribers he lives in a mansion shows off his friggin' ferraris or lambos that are wrapped 
and we're in the middle of this crisis. Literally, you know, we're losing our job, middle of this crisis, and he posts a new video. I think the name of it was Check Out My New House. No. And I wrote in the comment field as myself. I'm like, really, dude? Really? I said something. I forget what I said, but it was something along the lines of use your f- effing head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Use your effing head and look around you. Right. And uh, who knows if he read it, hmm. but it's those things, you know, for me, what I find, oh, I remember now what good. the thing I was going to say. Good. This is so great. <laughs> Thank you. Um, is that here's the question I've been asking my peers. And it's so interesting because I get such a, a variety of responses, but it certainly leans heavier on one side. And I'm going to ask you the same question. No, I wouldn't get the vaccine. No, it's not about the okay, vaccine. Nope. Then we'll go to that. Huh. I hope that's not my car. Um <laughs> Are you more concerned, if we're talking anxiety about COVID-19, coronavirus, are you more anxious about the impact it's going to potentially have on your health and others or the economic impact? What's Um, what's, the first thing that comes to your mind? Probably, uh, like, they're close. Probably uh, my health and the health on others. I know, like, the economic impact, yes, that's disastrous and that's definitely bad. But I think, like, not my own health, but really the health of my dad, the health of others. See, that's me, too. For me, I go straight to the health as it relates to my OCD attack, you know, as it related to me, and then I start tripping on my peers. And the economic is maybe it's because of experiences I've had the last 10-plus years or since the recession. It's it's distant. Right, because you'll get through that. And, but yep. the majority of people that I ask, my peers, the answer, economic. Absolutely. And I think, too, the stress that people, that business owners are going to have is going to cause also, like, stress-induced diseases as well. Like, I'm sure right now people's Alcoholism. blood pressure are going up. People's, you know, when, when people can't make money and provide for their families and they're in debt, that just raises our cortisol levels, which makes us more sick and, you know, all that kind of stuff. It's funny. I got into an exchange. You know that guy we used to work with over at, he's a very nice man. Um, he works at News 8, Carlo. You yes. Know, the, I, I don't know him well, but I know I don't know him, him well. Yeah. He, we're friends on Twitter and on Instagram, and he hit me up because I tweeted out last night. I was like, damn, these margaritas are strong. <laughs> So he hit me up and he was like, didn't I hear you or, you know, on the air say you don't drink? And um, and I was like, uh, you know, he's like not to impose, but I thought you didn't drink everything. OK. Oh, that, so he thought you were like slipping or yes. something. Oh, that's very sweet. It was and thoughtful. very sweet. It was a beautiful. Oh, my gosh. Gesture. That's like that's in this day and age. Like, right? That's very rare for someone to be so selfless. That's to why think I like wanted that. to bring it up. And uh, but then I made a joke like, <laughs> said, yeah, I'm, I'm taken to the margs now that uh, we're unemployed and stuff. And uh, he uh, he was just so cool and just looking out. That's for a really homie sweet and thoughtful. And also understood. You know, he was also very understanding. Like he's like, hey, I get it. I know why you're drinking. Right I saw now. that. I'm like, that looks really good right now. Oh, amazing margaritas to go. Now, uh, are you doing okay? Because I know the sun just came out. You know, out. I love the sun. You, you're baked okay in, in the it. sun. Yeah, that's what okay. they. That's what they did for uh, the Spanish flu patients of they 1918. Just baked them in the sun. Yeah, they, the influenza sun is an antibody. So anyway, Look at that. okay. So I wanted to read really fast because this goes into what you were saying about people, and I wanted to get your take on it. Right. People being um, the economic impact. impact of this freaking people out. So uh, my disclaimer is that. I don't one way or another, if you like President Trump, if you don't like President Trump, I really do like respect that on all levels. I probably hate him less than most than a lot right. of people. And I you but know, I also think we grew up in a generation, too. And I'm not commenting on it uh, on that sentiment. 
but I, in defense, like, I feel like I have to defend you. Oh, no, you. exactly, yeah. But I, we also grew up in a generation that told us we were to respect our president. Yes. Wh- whether or not we agreed with his or her, well, it was always his, politics, we were taught to always, at the end of the day, respect he's our, our president. He's our president. Exactly, And yes. it was the same thing with teachers, law enforcement, all of it. But those days are long, long gone. Right, they definitely are. Yeah. And I've, I know business people that really like him, and then I know my dad is a scientist, and, I, and I've seen firsthand how, how he has impacted some of my dad's work. And oh, some of my, my dad's, dad's on the sci- war path yeah. right now against him. So his his statement of like why we may open back up in in on Easter, Easter is right. just so ridiculous to me. And and I just I wanted to read it because it's just like it's almost like laughable. I you I have to laugh at this because otherwise I will be cra- you know crazy or whatever. So people said uh, he wanted to open back up just the whole kind of task force on on Easter. And so they said this was on Fox or from CNN.com. So they said when asked why the Easter date, Trump said it was him or who suggested it. They said it was him. He wrote, I thought it was a beautiful time, a beautiful timeline, he said. (laughs) Pressed whether it was based on data, he said, it was based on a certain level of weeks from the time we started and it happened to arrive. We were thinking of terms of sooner. I would love to see it come sooner. So that was CNN. And then Fox, it said, um, in a separate Fox News interview, the president provided a little more reasoning around the timeline. So I think Easter Sunday, you'll have packed churches all over the country. I think it would be a beautiful time. That's just about the timeline that I think is right. <laughs> so, like, I read this and I'm like, are we really in a state where the where Trump is just like, Easter, it sounds beautiful. So let's just open back up. So You don't think that he's relating Easter to the resurrection of, I the, know. of the economy? But of course. The, the, On the third day, the, the stock market rose again. I know. And that's what it's I think. in the Bible. But of course, the, the Jewish part of me uh, is always thinking, are we all sacrificial lambs or something like that? I got into it. I didn't get into it, but I made a statement on Twitter that, um, you know, and the guy got me. I'll be honest with you. I was kind of like, yeah, dude, you're right. You're right. Here it is. Um, let me find it. Okay. While you find it, if we do open back up, I'm still. I still think I'm going to practice social dis- distancing for like how, whenever long we open back up. I, I don't see myself way. just like running back into. Everything. I think these habits are going to stick for a while. I hope so too. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. I said you can't say you're pro-life and be cool with killing seniors. Period. Ooh. And it's a very political statement. That's why I'm saying I opened myself up mm-hmm. because you know, my dad's a senior and that those statements that the governor of Texas made, I just found very offensive. And then some guy writes back and says, you can't say that every life matters and be cool with murdering innocent children. Everyone on earth is walking contradictions. My oh, my man. gosh. That's true. I mean, that's he's very right. true. Yeah. And then I said, we don't murder children. We just put them in cages. Oh, my gosh. I know. And then I said, I agree, my man. Stay safe with a heart. Oh, my gosh. Which is so passive aggressive. And then he said, don't equate being pro-life with also being a Trump supporter. There are two fundamentally different things. I hate that people can't separate them. Yeah. Fair enough. Yep. And this is a tough time. I because, of course, him. I think a lot of people just want to get back to normal. And it's kind of like social Darwinism where it's like, let's just go back and those strong shall live. But then it's also you have to think about, like I said, my dad is someone that is older, has lung, like COPD. You know, so That's it's my just dad. like, my yeah. My dad's yep. been a lifelong smoker. Yep. He's got, you know, the early stages of probably some form of emphysema or right. something yep. or what she's yeah it's concerning and then somebody just showed me a picture of her daughter social distancing the eggs 
She actually has the eggs. Oh my gosh! And they're cartons. That is so funny. Six slots apart. <laughs> so that made me think of what you just said. Yep. And we had a really good talk with uh, with our our old program director yeah. and our friend Mike V and Robin Roth, and it was really fun to just get out and it zoom was. with people. I think that's so important. I set up something for my son's class that I thought's kind of cool just because they're in eighth grade and I really feel for them because they're not going to have a graduation or hope, you know, hopefully they will, especially if we reopen at Easter. But uh, my um, son was just, uh, or my son's teacher, I offered to put together like these um, virtual, not happy hours, social hours Mm -hmm. for the kids because obviously they're in eighth grade and they're not going to be drinking. But uh, I put together one and have like three games for them to play. Oh, cool. So one of them's like, you know, if you can go to a picnic or, yeah, I'm not going to say go to a bar. If you can go to a picnic with three people. Here, I'll, we'll do it together. Okay, good. Okay. So uh, oh, I want to go to a bar. Going to go to a picnic okay. with, with three people. Who would the three people be and why? Okay, good. Are they celebrities or any of Could my friends? Could be anybody. Could um, be anybody. Okay, <laughs> let's see. No, famous people. Oh, famous, famous people. people. Okay, I was going to say, I was pick out of my people. friends. Okay. Now that I think about it. It was famous people. Okay, I would pick Alanis Morissette. All right. Um, I would pick, uh, who do I really, oh, okay, this one girl that I really like from, you know, Fifth Harmony. I love Fifth Harmony. Okay. Um, so her name is Lauren Haregi. I think she's, it's so funny that I would, it's all females that I would always pick. Um, and you know who I think is cool? Joan Osborne. I love the it. singer and songwriter Joan Osborne. I think she's awesome, and I feel like I would have a really nice talk with all those women. So you'd think I would say Tom York of Radiohead, but I'd be very awkward going on a picnic with him, so I'm not going to say him. Yeah, I feel like he'd be a weird picnic person. Yeah, I'm going to pick people who I know would talk. Does he go out in the sun, too? Yeah, and I don't think he eats either. <laughs> no. I'd say Cameron Crowe, okay. the writer-director Cameron Crowe. Yep. I would say... Um, Dave Grohl, Foo oh, Fighters. Oh, he would be the best picnic buddy. Yeah, and I'm not like the hugest Foo Fighter fan either, uh, Foo Fighters fan. And then my final one, let me pick a woman, would be um, Sarah Silverman. Oh, that w- that's a great picnic. Okay, so who do you think did a better job? You. Okay, so then I would win a four-pack of pints from of ice cream from Mariposa oh, to take fun. on my next family picnic. That is so cool. So that's what I'm doing for the school. That's one. Then the other one... Wait, I want to add one person to your picnic uh-huh. who I think you'd really love. Who's the one that you love so much that we talked to from 60 Minutes? Who That was the only time I saw you sweat when we oh got to interview gosh. him. I feel like I've never seen you like freak out. No, <laughs> because I put that in the... Um, that's the same category as I put Tom York. Pe- Peely or what's his Peely? What's no, his name? De- Scott Scott Pelay. Scott Pelay. Okay, that's right. And because um, I feel like he would have really interesting stories. Of course, but I would be so intimidated it wouldn't be a good time. Okay, for me. okay, we'll take him out of the picnic. Yep. And I would actually, you know what? I want to. I want to amend mine. Who is my number two? I said, oh, Dave Grohl. Oh, I can't do it though because I can't. I was going to say Jimmy Kimmel. I want Jimmy yeah, Kimmel to be one of that. my people. You know oh, what? But, but Jimmy and Sarah, Sarah. But they're still friends. Yeah, but now there'd be too much between them that it would take the focus Honestly, off of me. Yes. So, <laughs> but then you and Cameron could like. I'm bo- now. You know what? I'm sorry, Sarah, but I'm booting you for your ex. Oh, me, nice. Cameron Crowe, Dave Grohl, Jimmy. That's Kimmel. That's a fun time. That's, that's a very very fun time. So that's one. The other one we can't do because it's a, it involves video. It's a dance off. Okay. And then the kids have a dance off, and the best dancer. Or routine as voted by the kids. I have extra Legoland tickets from the old station. <laughs> I hope I don't get in trouble again for that. Oh, 
And another one that we can't do right now. 20 questions where the teacher thinks of a person, place, or thing. Each classmate asks a question to see if they can figure out what it is. You only have 20 questions That's or great. less. And then the winner gets San Diego County Fair tickets. You know we have a friend, uh, Kevin Hellman's wife. Love Kevin. Jennifer. Jennifer. She works over at the fair, and I thought I would ask her for tickets, assuming they get to open this I know. Show. Remember when uh, the fair happened and then all the E. coli broke out right? as well? Yeah. I know. So they're used to this shit. <laughs> and I was milking a goat like a week before. Pun intended. That built my immunity. Yeah, totally. Yep. All right. So why don't we end? It's so awesome doing this. It just shows how much radness is in the air. Yep. And what a great community we have. And why don't we end today's with a uh, version of It Came From Next Door. Can you pick Ooh, up your phone yeah. and find let me, something? Let me find something. All right, let's do it. Cue the music. Where in the world did you come from? From next door. This is real. This is my neighborhood. All righty. Great to be back with It Came From Next Door, where we share listings from our local next door apps or best of next door. We'll end with Meryl, who's got uh, got something special she'd like to share. Uh, mine's here regarding a loud plane. It said, did anyone else hear a really loud plane around 2 a.m.? I'm in a worldwide Facebook group, and everyone is hearing loud planes at night and says they're spraying for corona. Thoughts? What? Spraying for corona? Spraying. What are they going to spray? For corona. Oh, I don't, I don't know about that. But I will say this. I do know people up in L.A. who are convinced that the chemtrails that the planes leave, uh-huh. they were at, that, that was the corona. That was the, the corona was being spread. Oh, really? That's, That's what, the corona? Yes. The virus? Yes. I mean, I believe in 5G and the, the rollout of that. That's a whole nother yeah, story. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's more to worry oh, about. Not the 5G bit. I know, I know. And I've got just quickly here, and then we'll do uh, do yours, your for, your horoscope, because this is big for me, because my birthday is coming up, my 50th, April 8th. Your horoscope forecast for this week. So let me just share. If you're Aries, uh, you'll be spending time in your home. If you're, oops, I have I just, a feeling that mine's, mine's, I'm a Leo, so okay. is mine spending time at home? Let me, hey, don't get ahead. Okay. Uh, Taurus, you'll be spending time in your home. Gemini, you'll be spending time in your home. Cancer, spending time, what was yours again? Leo? Leo. Leo, you'll be spending time in your home. But also going on walks because Leo can't, Leo can't handle sitting at Virgo, home. Uh, Virgo's cleaning the home. Nope, you'll be spending time in your home too. Uh, Libra, Scorpio, Sag, Capricorn, Aquarius, Pisces, all of them, you'll be spending time in your home. Right. That's, your, that's, why, yep. that's your horoscope forecast. For Taurus was already spending time at home. That's why uh, I right. love Tauruses. Okay. okay, so what you got? Okay, mine is, uh, this does come from next door, and our good friend, or mutual good friend, Troy Johnson, posted, he did a great, Troy's really doing a good job of being the the voice, I think, of the local like restaurants and food industry. I think yes. he's doing a really good job of that. Um, he posted about, a place called Specialty Produce. Uh, did you see his his? No. Face? Oh, it was wonderful. But Troy's going to be a guest on the show when you're not here. No, I'm gonna, I'm I want to be have when him he's on. here. Not in person. I'm going to have him call in. Okay, I want to be when he's here. I can put you on the here. phone too. Okay, we can all like Facetime. You know how much I love him. So, um, he he did a Facetime with the peep the workers at Specialty Produce, and they're a place in Old Town San Diego where I thought this was super cool. Local farmers bring their produce, and it's usually a place where San Diego restaurants buy their produce and their goods, but now they're staying open to the public so you can go in and they have a full farmer's market full of fresh fresh vegetables and fruit and a bunch of cheeses and really? grains and stuff so and where is it um it's in old town it's on hancock street in old town and they are set up so that we are social distance they have it set apart and it's really safe and cool so he said uh it's like a true truly a grocery disneyland for food people they're fully set up for safe socially distanced retail and they did a, a facebook live with their workers there and they have like like just a, a whole amount of fresh fruits and vegetables. So 
It's called Specialty Produce, and I thought that was super cool, and it came from next door. I love it. Yeah. And I love you. You could say it back. <laughs> I or, love or that not. you love me. All right, fine. I, I do. I have feelings of love for you. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> All right, bye, everybody. Bye, you guys. The Cantori Show. The Cantori Show.